Yeah, she she's going through like a whole '90s boy band uh, phase, which is uh, both painful for me, but also like, oh, ha ha! I guess I can appreciate these songs, but you know, like only because my kid is. You should break that. out the yeah. uh, the CD player. Ooh, ooh, that that would be that would be a little too too authentic, I think, as it like skips. Exactly, you, know? <laughs> you have to you have to build them up to it. Kid doesn't get a phone until they've had to struggle through. Uh, <laughs> a, a cassette tape a vhs until you make them God. like manually wind back up the the uh, vhs because they fucked up I'm trying to explain how things were like you know uh harder in my time like back in my day we had to rewind the tapes and we used a pencil and god damn it we said thank you back and i back in my day i was harder for your mother now i use blue chew <laughs> Blue Chew, now a sponsor of Psychic Dolphin Garage for some fucking reason. Uh, Want to fuck a dolphin? Try out Blue Chew. Um. <laughs> Psychic Dolphin Garage. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode from the Psychic Dolphin Garage. I'm Zach, he they. I'm Kelton, he him. And I'm Artemis. She, her. Uh, it's it's Happy National Hot Dog Day, everyone. Keeping up the streak of sexual national holidays. Am I right? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. can go get a chili dog this week, but you cannot get it for 99 cents because James Coney Island, the Houston-based hot dog uh, retailer, uh, extravaganza experience, the hot dog experience uh-huh. that uh, uh-huh. us Houston natives uh, have grown up with is nearly going out of business. They shut down lots of their locations and a diversification of their menu has not saved them from uh, free fall. I believe the term was forced diversity of their menu. Oh, God. They they were moving away from the the singular brats and, you know, the white bun bread all the way through. Uh, Ah, y'all are the worst. (laughs) Ah, ah. Uh, it's okay. We still have Sonic chili dogs, though. So that's, that's true. Ugh. Sonic has footlong dogs, something that James Coney Island <laughs> never had and never considered. Footlong dogs. Do you need twelve inches of pain and heartburn? Well, I already have those. That's my aorta. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, I was about to say, come on, Arnas. Like, let, let's not let's not start revealing state secrets here on the podcast. Uh, but yes, the aorta works, I think, pretty well for everyone. Um, uh, th- this is this has been, uh, I guess, not not great news in the food world overall. I think. Uh, yeah, we're all in basically in mourning. Um, you know, <laughs> the world is burning around us, and really, the biggest loss of the week. James Coney Island. Yeah, that's true. Definitely the biggest and most important news that happened this week. Definitely not the not- 4,000 acres that are burning north of Huntsville, uh, the Colorado fire, the uh, wildfires that are now spreading in Europe. Okay, well, Zach, I- again, we can talk about this, and that might be important. What's more no, important because- is the fire in my esophagus. That's right, Kelton. That's exactly <laughs> right. I was just going to say, like, this is the world that is in the microwave. And like the bubbling is just starting right now. That's true. You know, if we like, point to every bubble, we'll be we won't we won't realize as the whole the whole the whole thing begins to boil. Are you saying are you saying that our corrupt politicians have put us all in the hot dog water? <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! Now, it, it yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying. That and uh, I don't know. 
We ha- we have to be rude and crude. We have to show them our chocolate starfish to fight them. I'm going to get references. I'm going to tell them. How, I'm going to tell it how it is. <laughs> you will not. You, I'm getting out of this hot dog cart and I'm, I'm taking a stand. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, hot dog stand is the last bastion of American freedom. It is here that we will draw our line in the sand. Arm <laughs> yourselves with glizzies, my brethren, please. For too long, we have argued over whether or not ketchup belongs on a hot dog. It doesn't. Um, but we must put aside our differences so that we, lest we be boiled in the hot dog water. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Soon we'll be out of the hot dog water and into the fire. Uh, uh, I- Getting getting the full grill going, grill pilled. Ah, uh, uh, a tactical hot dog cart, I think, would be pretty fucking great. Oh, oh, oh! Speaking of grilling, we really ought to be grilling our politicians, our Democratic representatives, over some of the decisions that they've been making. Um, spe- specifically in here in Texas. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, guess. overall, really, really, really shit. Uh, uh, well, yeah, because nationally, they're so good. You God, know? nationally, I mean, AOC is out there just getting arrested, you know, doing... And definitely handcuffed. Let's not, you know, start any uh, talking about how this was performative or maybe it was only done for the optics, okay? I believe it's the invisible cuffs, you know, like what happens when they arrest the Fantastic Four or metahumans. Um, that's what I think was happening. Yeah, um, <laughs> let that silence, let that uh, silence sit there the whole time. Let it, let it simmer. <laughs> it has to sit, it has to sit on the heater rolls for a little bit before you can, or can pick it back up again. Um, uh, yeah, uh, cover me in chili and call me a state representative because, uh, I'm, I'm ready to get between, get between buns up at Capitol Hill. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for your service, Madison Cawthorn. Um, <laughs> uh, God. Uh, so I think our, our running theory of the podcast is that Texas is about four years ahead of everyone else. Is that right, Kelton? I, I think at the very least when it comes to like right wing politics, it certainly is. So uh, everything else were like 50 years in the past. But in terms of trying to like figure out like where the Republican or right wing mind is going to be going uh look to texas because within four years then it'll all become nationally uh what what is in the the weirdness that is our state and uh this past weekend there was a uh state convention it was the texas democratic state convention and uh well you know i'm just gonna let the title of the article that we're going to be looking at speak for itself it says that texas democrats know they need a new leader they settled for the old one Boy, golly gosh, I wonder why I would pick this as being a precursor for what is going to happen to America nationally <laughs> overall. <laughs> huh? Huh? It's crazy. Um, this is an amalgam of two different articles that came from the Texas Monthly and the Texas Tribune. I'm doing you know basic levels of sourcing here. Uh, so I just figured we could take a look at it. I'll, I'll read through it. And then Artemis and Zach, if y'all wouldn't mind, please giving your insightful commentary. That way then we can just kind of uh, figure out what exactly 2024 is going to have in store for us. Okay? It is 3 a.m. in the 7-Eleven in my brain. So <laughs> I've got, I'm ready. 
that the hot dog is split open. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> the hot dog's about like like seconds from getting pulled into the rollers and just <laughs> turns into goo. It is three a.m. in this Seven Eleven, and I'm about to I'm about to pull out a nine millimeter and steal all of the packs of Swishers. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Texas Democrats are mad as hell, and they aren't going to take it anymore, or will they? That was the question looming over this weekend's state convention in Dallas, Texas, where thousands of deep blue stalwarts gathered to reconnect, regroup, and react to what's felt like an endless onslaught of body blows from state Republicans, um, which I think is a, a great way of saying just taking L's all year. Uh, I think that's a very politically correct way of phrasing that. Yeah, um, endless onslaught of body blows. The Democrats control nothing because they can't. They can't platform a good candidate. The best they have is uh, a Beto tester. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What if, you know... Beto will put a cork in it. Mm. Ha-ha! Yes, thank you, everyone's uncle here in Texas. Beto, um, Beto O'Rourke, I want to take your guns. Wait, I'm sorry. I don't want to take your guns. Wait, I'm sorry. We should have better laws... <laughs> About Beto, guns. oh, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, <laughs> O'Rourke, yes, indeed. Um, now, first, there was the 2020 general election when Democrats failed to unseat Senator John Cornyn or win back the Texas House as they'd hoped. Then came the disastrous 87th legislature in 2021, during which Republicans drew up new, even more heavily gerrymandered congressional and legislative districts. Republicans used the session to ram through a series of particularly noxious bills that restricted voting access, allowed Texans to carry a loaded handgun in public without a license or training, and offered a couch bounty for reporting anyone assisting in an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. That was not a bit on podcast. That was literally... Yeah, I, re I remember Pog the Bounty Hunter that we were joking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, God, nice to know that that also came true. Good times. Good times on this podcast. Cool. Cool, love it. Cool, 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 cool. Good times, yeah. Um, now, the recent Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade, which will trigger a Texas uh, law banning all abortions except to save the life of the mother, without exceptions for cases of incest or rape, solidified the sense of a state Democratic Party under siege. If you've been watching any of the federal, uh, uh, like like stuff that's happening, there are there's some lady i actually don't know who it is that's been doing the arguments that there's like some lady that's talking about how like my medical procedure to remove uh uh, uh material that forms during an ectopic pregnancy is not technically an abortion oh yeah <laughs> they're changing the definition of an abortion to make what they do not abortion so that they can yeah. just call everything else an abortion and there's like there's no difference between what the two what's happening between the two I had a medical procedure. You are a whore. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of how they want things to go here. So, uh, hey, look, 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 look. I thought that it would be cheaper to get my vasectomy done. You know, with you know, you know the way I got it done. Okay, and it was cheaper. Did it cost me more afterwards? Was the wound care more expensive because it got infected and I lost you know a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, flesh in that area. Yes. Okay. Well, that was because you know you but zip I enjoyed it. them off and then you know used the branding iron. Like I said, it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I am a whore. 
<laughs> you have the Yellowstone brand just right there, you know. Uh, it's, 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 it's full commitment. I'm Jack. just cattle, sir. We're fighting something really ugly, said Rochelle Garza, the Democratic nominee for state attorney general, addressing the Texas Young Democrats on Friday. The Republicans are doing everything they can to attack our communities, to make our schools less safe, to remove the regulations on guns, to attack trans youth and the LGBTQ plus community, to attack women by ending access to abortion care. The Democrats directed much of their vitriol at Governor Greg Abbott, who has presided over what several speakers described as a neo-fascist turn in Texas politics. Several, not all of them, but several of them would call uh, what happened in the legislature neo-fascist. Uh, I like nice that it's to- a neo-fascist turn. It's not like, oh, it's an extension of the neo-fascism that we've been experiencing since the early 2000s, like Bush era, you know? No, of course not. Um, but but I, I like how uh, Beto put it when he said, Greg Abbott is chaos. He is corruption. He is cruelty. He is incompetence, which in my head is like the opposite of that speech that was given in the help. You know, you is smart. You is beautiful. You is loving. You is caring. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Big brain theory. Beto has started listening to Dr. Professor Jordan P.P. Uh, P. P. Peterson. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And... Um, he's he's appealing to these uh, to these broad images, you know, relating like chaos, corruption, cruelty, you know, to these feminine this feminine aspect, you know, this this disorder. And he wants to be the order. He wants to be the masculine aspect. I must be the dragon, to Abbott's, <laughs> Abbott's cat girl. Yes. <laughs> uh i i mean i mean you know if we're talking about monster fucking like he could just be a dragon and then greg abbott could just be greg abbott that's that's all we really want i think right you know i just want a bad dragon dragon mode yeah you go full bad dragon (laughs) bad dragon o'rourke uh uh, that's what we want Um, oh but if there was fury at Republican leaders, there was also plenty of discontent with the state Democratic Party. Chairman Gilberto Unahosa, a former county judge from Brownsville, has led the party for 10 years and was up for re-election for another four-year term. I've added a photo of him to our docket, but imagine like everyone's kind of friendly grandpa with a mustache. That, that's what Unahosa Big Texas like mustache here. friendly yeah, looking. Yeah. Yeah. His name has been on billboards for years. Yes. He sucks. And, Spineless. Yeah. It, He's not great. He's not great, as we will dive into. He faces two challengers, the first being Texas Southern University law professor Carol Robinson, who uh, I think just is the stereotypical, you know, black male TSU professor of law is kind of what uh, he looks like. Looks like they made him in a factory for that kind of thing. So, oh, yeah. Can't wait until this nerd is on like a treasury committee or something. Nice lawyer cut suit, actually. Yes, yes. And then finally, uh, the last opponent is former Agriculture Commissioner nominee Kim Olson, who came within five points of unseating incumbent Republican Sid Miller in 2018. Uh, Kim Olson's biggest claim to fame was that she was an Air Force pilot. So, you know, women in the military. uh, Oh, so she. Wait, did she win? No, no, what? five points. Oh, so she she lost by five points. That's considered oh. a win in Texas. If you're a Democrat who lost by only five points. Wait, so you you you're a former Air Force captain. You can't even bomb in the fucking polls. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. 
So uh. she did like she was I think she was one of the first ones to do the like I'm a I'm a US Armed Services uh member commercial where she walks around in her freaking aviator jacket and you know talks about how many uh uh you know how many other countries she defended us from yeah she's been riding the wave of like two years of top gun maverick trailers yeah for, like each of her failed campaigns yeah you know the movie's been pushed back that long well and like so. but the one that we remember was the dan crenshaw commercial now of course the only person that won any of their any of the their seats out of the dan crenshaw commercial was dan crenshaw but he pulled the like call of duty ass commercial well, yeah, because, you know, once you have the high budget profile, you know, you, you, of course you're going to win. Um, imagine the budget that the Democrat had with that sort of thing. It's pathetic. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> now, you know, Hosa has argued he's grown the party immensely over the past decade, putting Democrats in a position to capture statewide office as soon as November. Ten years ago, you elected me to be your chair, and I promised you that we would rebuild this party. Well, I've made good on our promise. We are now the biggest battleground state in the United States. <laughs> We're the biggest battleground state. Uh, I mean, you know, by square mileage or? <laughs> Certainly not by point differential. Uh, <laughs> by casualty rate. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, now, his challengers have said that he had enough time to deliver on turning Texas blue. And it's time for new ideas and new energy. In an impassioned speech to the convention's General Assembly on Saturday, Robinson, who chairs the Texas Coalition of Black Democrats, reviewed the party's three-decade run of failure, the longest drought of any state party in Texas. The last time we elected a Democratic governor was 1990, he lamented. Yeah, it uh, hmm. hasn't been great, I don't think. Um, Let me just check how many... Let's see, Texas total population... Well, it get, it gets really bad when you realize twenty eight point six four million. At, at this point, <laughs> Dallas do, do population. <laughs> at this point, do y'all just want to borrow Jesse Ventura? We can give him to you. <laughs> he can run a third party, maybe. Well, yeah. actually, that for you us. Know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that Artemis because the only reason the Democrat won in nineteen ninety for governor was because a libertarian stole votes away from the Republican nominee. (laughs) (laughs) And immediately after that, uh, Texas said, fuck you, fuck that. That's not happening ever again. (laughs) (laughs) The Libertarian Party into dust. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Let's see. Probably 2.4 million in Austin plus 2.4. That's uh, 15.9. So twenty eight minus fifteen point nine twelve. So we have something like like a fifty five, sixty percent uh you know, of the population lives in the four major metro areas. Yeah, yeah. Which are solid blue. Solid blue. Yeah. Uh, but they're again like centrist democrat blue look let's not actually start convincing hey, ourselves look, there. hey look, look hey hey look i'm just saying <laughs> by the numbers we don't live in a democracy anyways hey, that's true you know actually let's uh let's continue forward with this now um let's see robinson went on to explain we haven't had a majority in the texas legislature for more than 20 years we've got to get back to the business of winning votes 
Olson, who lives on a ranch in Palo Pinto County, west of Fort Worth, <laughs> used her speech to call out the party for neglecting non-urban Texans. I connect with the frustration of our activist donors and voters alike, she said. I can repeat and recite the challenges that I know firsthand that our great candidates have when they run in red and rural areas. Yeah. Okay, cool. So she's building up some speed, talking about how like we need to focus on rural areas here, especially if you're Democrats. All right, this sounds good. Um, in fact, she was endorsed by over 70 party chairs, with 60 from mostly rural counties, including the president of the Texas Democratic County Chairs Association and hundreds of former Democratic candidates, donors, and activists. This retired Air Force colonel, I'm sorry, I said captain before, colonel's pink-clad supporters were a rowdy, uh, I'm sorry, a raucous, highly visible presence throughout the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in downtown Dallas, which I just love that the Democratic Convention is still at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in Texas. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Can't escape the Republican shadow looming over things. No, literally. Uh, <laughs> it's at the now, robert e lee convention center in texas <laughs> yeah the rally for freedom being held at the joseph goebbels uh society for human <laughs> advancement yeah oh um, god 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 that is the perfect horrifying phrasing <laughs> now uh chris langfield the democratic delegate from blanco wore a pink kn95 mask and a pink shirt that read kim's got your back the leadership that we've had just hasn't worked for the past several years, she told me. We aren't getting the results we need. It feels like the same old, same old. Kim just radiates energy and excitement. All right, so we have a candidate that is energizing a base with rural areas all coming together. Are you sensing something here about no. what is going to happen? Uh, gets crushed. <laughs> <laughs> uh every other candidate uh folds and then forces her to also fold to back the eight-year-old geriatric ah yeah. well well uh that that's not what happens not at all shh, shh, shh. no okay. stop skipping ahead stop skipping every 30 seconds god damn it Listen to the full podcast i can check these analytics and see <laughs> Now, earlier that day, Yudahosa conducted a whirlwind tour of the party caucuses, defending his decade-long tenure and making his pitch for re-election. Again, he's trying to advocate that the past 10 years hasn't been long enough. He needs 14 years. And he even admits mistakes were made. He's not given sufficient attention or resources to non-urban counties. He told the rural caucus on Friday, I've been slapped around a bunch of times by my good friends because rural counties haven't gotten the attention they deserve. I get it, and I understand it. It's not that I haven't tried, but maybe I haven't tried hard enough. <laughs> if he were to be reelected, a chastened Unahosa promised the rural de delegates that candidates and local parties would receive the money they deserve. Ah, Politics is like an investment. You get like 3% return every year. Well, and the more that you nice give, say, like, the more uh, that you yeah. get. I've been fucking you over for the past 10 years, but vote for me and I, the guy who's been fucking you over, won't do that anymore. This time I won't fuck you. <laughs> now, the That's... 2020 election loomed large in the leadership race. Democrats had hoped for a historic breakthrough up and down the ballot, but vastly underperformed, leading to some recriminations targeting the, the state party. You know, Hosa convened. Uh, oh, yeah, right, Artemis? Like, oh, we were supposed to actually, you know, again, be kind of going like 
tit for tat. You know, you, maybe they win one, the uh, Democrats win one. Instead, just got absolutely the floor wiped. Uh, so, such a shame, such a shame. Um, even with Biden winning, so should should tell you some things about the people who voted for Biden uh, at the top and then voted red down the rest of the ballot. But again, you know, you gotta you don't gotta tell me anything more about Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear as little about Biden as possible. <laughs> well, then great. What what if I were to tell you that Una Hosa, who again is not the allegory for Biden, the story convened a committee to look into what went wrong and produced a 29-page report citing Democrats' suspension of in-person campaigning amid the coronavirus pandemic, among other things. They blamed not going door-to-door in person during a pandemic for why their policies were not more popular with voters. That was their takeaway. I honestly, considering the type of people that you have described to me, the only... You can only benefit from having them never meet another human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think if I were a Democratic voter in Texas and then I was faced with the type of people I would be asked to vote for, I would very quickly stop being a Democratic voter in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I might also just no longer live in Texas. Now, uh, now on saturday afternoon this delegate started voting for the party chair i uh the uh, the writer interviewed selena vasquez a unahosa supporter from brazos county we can't change horses in the middle of the fight she argued we're on the cusp of winning the party has made improvements and we've worked very hard to build a work world-class staff to raise money when the party experienced losses in 2020 they put together a report and unahosa followed all of the recommendations He's also the only one who knows how to turn out the Latino vote. What what are you I, I'm sorry, what are you improving? <laughs> Enver fucking chairman Enver Hoja has all, only built up a bunker of money and he's refusing to come out of it essentially is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when Unahosa's opponents have disputed this claim, noting that the inroads the Republican Party has recently made in Texas with exit polls showing Trump got 34% of the Latino vote in 2016 and 38% in 2020. And that makes sense too because the the type of the fragments of Latino vote, I mean, obviously there's there's literal like first generation, third generation, second generation, but also much like in Florida, some of those Latino voters are going to be like Gusano Cubans. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I it is not hard to rally Tejano, those. But yes, yeah, it yeah. is not hard to rally those people or actually in, yeah, certain parts of the Mexican population too, because there are parts of, you know, Mexico, I believe the current, president it's good, of it's good that we are talking about this right now yeah i'm way. certainly very very qualified dennis no. dennis where are you dennis oh God. come on dennis <laughs> you can feel free feel free to subtweet us yeah uh, i have a <laughs> we deserve authority it. from dennis and they have given me full permission to speak for no the no we're not Black saying population. that for legal reasons <laughs> we are not saying ones. that for legal reasons <laughs> we are not saying that <laughs> your your thoughts are your own <laughs> do not do not put those on tennis now, uh, we we get to actual show time the votes have been cast and no candidate captured a majority on the first ballot you know received 45 percent 
Olsen received 37% and Robinson 18%. A I'm- block of thermite won 90%. <laughs> <laughs> now, after the vote was announced, Robinson took this to the stage to announce that he was bowing out of the race and endorsing Yuna Hosa, something of a surprise given his vocal criticism of Yuna Hosa's leadership and calls for a need for change and something new. <laughs> in the second round of voting Unihosa won 58% to Olsen's 40% oh, thank fucking god yeah yeah again I want to emphasize this that there are people who want you know to be the new voices of change but they want to be the voices of change themselves more than they want someone else to be a new voice of change so that is how these old dinosaurs continue to stay on like Unihosa it's it is it is hilarious how much like cannibalism there is, essentially. I mean, it's the same thing up north here, where you get these, you have a just geriatric party leadership that is already quite experienced at destroying anybody left or populist or anyone who might, you know, help them win. And instead of targeting those geriatrics they all want to be the new face of change mhm so mm-hmm. rather than coalition building they cannibalize each other and then they also want the... they also want their specific change like they they are trying to they're trying they're going towards like an ideal like like uh, gilberto is is like this this staunch like the ideal of what these democrats that all go to the same conventions eat at the same restaurants and wear the same brand of shoes considered to be the face of the party they have not they cannot wrap their brains around the fact that olsen and all of her loud fans are a new like group to be tapped into and again because these these particular fans didn't mesh as well with the other people in fact uh the article mentions they go into a little bit of a tangent that we're going to gloss over but just talking about how like the idea of uh, saying like, oh, well, we need to find someone at the top who can speak to people with blue eyes. And that's why they're supporting Hunahosa, uh and instead of Olsen, instead of uh, Robinson, you know, which is I, just I, it's just I've got lovely. blue eyes. Fucking lose him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not great, you know, Um so in the end, Unahosa squeaked out a win, despite being the second choice of more than half of the delegates. Both Olson and Robinson told me the loss was tough to swallow, but they also said the party must unite in order to defeat their common enemy in November. As disappointed as I am, I sure as hell wouldn't want to see another January 6th, Olson said. So maybe that's what the Democratic Party is about. We bring signs to our events. Republicans bring guns. We could bring guns. God, we're gonna get. We're gonna That's, get all. We're all gonna die. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't that sound just blissfully ignorant? Again. Like that's what like the rabble rouser, the person who's like uniting these rural areas, is also still blissfully ignorant to how things actually operate, and you know might be kind of running like a racist white woman campaign and crushing the voices of like the black caucuses that exist. But yeah. you know, again, she's the best of the three options at the moment, uh, and so well, that's way- where Texas is right now. <laughs> well, the way politics works, it's also like the most difficult part of politics is to take white people that are like participating in politics and be like hey have you considered that 
I don't know, maybe you might be like a little bit racist, but like you don't realize it, and like you could improve that a little bit, and they're like, no, actually. Or even, oh, or even oh, you're just... calling me racist? Time for me to lean in to being racist. Oh, no, exactly. no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Well, and it's also like the unwillingness to sort of step aside and just be like, no, maybe I'm not the one who should be in this position of leadership maybe it, it it's, it's if not i want even to that which, though artemis yeah. like someone could be in a position of leadership just not forward facing like there are so many people that work behind the scenes to make everything happen but that requires a level of a lack of narcissism that i think is so just non-existent for the majority of these kinds of politics especially when you're dealing with like again if you're a democrat in texas and you're going to conventions and you're running you're running for the ego sake because you're certainly not running because you think you can win <laughs> i mean i don't know i mean I, th I think that they think they can win but i also I, don't think that we, like anybody that's running as a democrat in this state is is i don't think their brain is functioning <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's... well what's and it's the, the thing is just like like everything there is this false there is the false binary and every single time you point to the fact that all of this paralysis is the result of sticking to this false binary yeah the because of it is self-reinforcing the only thing you get called is a republican the the democrats uh the democrats always say that like oh we need to have a strong republican party <laughs> and oh, the democrats God, say we disgusting. need to have a, a strong republican party yeah and they assume that yes, the republic they, they do they literally do and, the, and then the republic they assume that the republicans think that there also needs to be a strong democratic party no the republicans want to fucking bash the teeth in of all the democrats and like replace them entirely and have like have literally have a one party state Again, it is, Republicans it is, are, yeah. uh, sorry, don't mean to sip over your Artemis, but Republicans are airing the ads that say, you know, I'm going to hunt rhinos. Like, yeah, you're not Republican enough. <laughs> if you are not a Republican and you're not like my specific brand of crazy Republican, then you're not actually Republican and you. In fact, you're a communist. You know, it that? Is, well, that's that's the that is the fucking thing that is so infuriating is that they're willing to go up there and say, oh, these. The Republicans are pushing for this neo-fascist organization, which is, I mean, demonstrably true. But at the same time, they're making the exact same mistakes in this in a, such a fragile republic that you shouldn't be doing. At, at, like they're just purging all of their like populist and left-wing support in the interest of these fucking old dudes. Meanwhile, you're we're on our first coup attempt, and. <laughs> As if we are looking at some historical precedent, the first one might have ended with a bunch of people getting disgraced and arrested. But what happens when those people get out of jail? America loves a comeback story. Yeah, know, like, I, I, we're going to do a 2024, baby. I can't wait cool for 2033 harder. where we're going to do a rerun, but in on a larger scale 2020 coup all right there we go oh, yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone it's kelton from the podcast that you're listening to right now i just wanted to give a huge shout out to all of our patrons for their continued support of the show specifically i wanted to thank philip jacob k cj drew nicole 
Pizpos, Jorge, Alex, Lizzie, Broobs, Jack, The Bite Size Podcast, Rufus, Not a Mole Rat, Salad Fringers, The Brilliant Dr. Fly, Olive Lotion Wizard, Comrade Kometka, Alan S., Eli, Malwin, Tyler, Alan D., EMD, Samantha, Tim, Scott, The Warlock Phosphorus, AS Marxist, Cody, Kira, Jen, Knightley, Julian, Julia, and Dylan. Y'all help keep the lights on, the logos made, and let us know that we must be doing something right. And for everyone else listening to this, if you want to give us a couple bucks and listen to an extra bonus episode every week, head on over to patreon.com slash psychicdolphingarage. That's patreon.com slash psychicdolphingarage. And now, back to the show. Woo! Well, um, uh, to drag us, you know, out of Texas and into wider news about the goings-on in the rest of the world we're gonna ignore the uh desantis campaign that's bound to start any day now how dare you talk of our future president that way <laughs> i'm immediately god, pivoting at the first god bless trouble. supreme leader <laughs> Ron DeSantis. they are surprisingly young for his evil amount <laughs> uh desantis uh yes enjoy who's his enjoy. uh who's his vp I, I don't know Satan himself. The, the I was, th- I, I, I was thinking a pack of uh, hungry head. dogs, <laughs> a pit bull with a baby hanging out of its mouth. <laughs> uh, hey, I want to be very clear. They're just that raised not that way. They're not all. They're yeah. They're not all like that. But when you when you uh, allegedly uh, as Ron DeSantis uh, feed them small pieces of child intentionally uh, to make the perfect running mate. That is what you get. Oh, God. I'm not, again, I'm just saying that's a hypothetical. I would never assert that, you know, he feeds baby pieces. But <laughs> of course not. No. Of course he definitely, not. He definitely, allegedly does that. Definitely. <laughs> uh, uh, other things that are, you know, definitely allegedly happening. On CEN Business, the Starbucks CEO says there are going to be many more store closings. As Starbucks is, uh, is beginning to ramp up closing stores over safety concerns and definitely oh. not as a union busting measure. Well, it's safety concerns for them, right? You know, safety uh, concerns for their shareholders. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, shit. They're unionizing. Oh god, we gotta close this. I, I thought that's also like what happened to Chipotle. They were like, "Yeah, we unionized the Chipotle." Chipotle is like, "We're now closing that location." Like, it is it, literally illegal. But guess what? State judges are not elected. They are put in place by asshats who uh, enjoy wiping poop off of other people's butts and then licking the toilet paper clean for the next person. That's got to be like the the world's worst bribe, you know? Like I'm deep in the pockets of big Chipotle. Well, Fuck. it's probably I'm... whatever larger food conglomerate or cartel is in charge. Yeah, but then your checks come from an organization called, like, Yum Foods or whatever the fuck. <laughs> that also <laughs> isn't cool, you know? Trying to snort a fat rail using a check that, you know, has, like, a Hello Kitty thing. Uh, yeah, he, I, like that, I like that in your world of political corruption, you just get, you just straight up get a fucking check. Well, you know, like, come on. It's not as if it's not wired through like eight different Swiss people with different identical German names. Fine. A receipt, not an actual check. Yeah. Uh, The four top owners of uh, Chipotle currently T. Rowe Price Associates, the Vanguard Group, BlackRock Fund Advisors, 
oh hey those are the people that are causing the realty crisis right now nice huh. okay okay uh <laughs> uh sorry i lost my place uh edgewood management uh-huh pershing uh-huh. square capital management ssga mm. funds my boy capital research and management casper research and management jenison associates fidelity management Oh yeah, okay. All of these are like the the all of those like Fidelity and Vanguard are just like boring people's retirement funds. Yeah, They're like Starbucks is stable; it's fine. They'll never unionize. We have promises from their CEO. Crush them on site, they said. Eight thousand so. letters from shareholders. Uh, yeah, I think Starbucks is just really, really ticked off that BlackRock, it's BlackRock, BlackRock, Black Rifle Coffee Company got that two billion dollar <gasps> valuation. Remember that? Yeah, do you think we could actually uh, pitch that? Be like, guess what? Starbucks hates unions. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Are you also on that lib shit? Do you hate unions too? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't you want your workers, your strong workers who show up and, and kick ass uh, to also be union strong? We can call it a guild. A badass <laughs> guild. Huh? The Black Rifle Coffee Company guild. <laughs> I think we need to go back to having fucking syndicates. Oh, shit. Okay. They would probably get into that. Yeah, they would be. I think we should convince Black Rifle to uh, form uh, syndicate militias. Uh, I and Immediately, I'm, I'm backing away slowly. <laughs> they should. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. They should they should uh, wear uh, red for the show their support for the Republican Party and black. To show their support for Black Rifle Coffee, uh-huh. and then they should uh, take all of those those workers, you know, that came from the the old union, and they should give them the rifles, and then turn around. <laughs> I like I like where your head is at. By the way, uh, that, <laughs> it's, in know. an ideal world, we could make this happen. I mean, you know, we we, we could we could just you know um, we live in a world where. CNN Business is like reading the letter from Howard Schultz that he wrote specifically to CNN Business and being like, yes, they're doing it over safety concerns because there's a lot of safety concerns. A lot of, um, you know, there's not enough like stores have been saying that there's like stuff that they need to like, uh, you, you know, to meet customers needs. And instead of providing those, uh, they're just going to close the stores. Because yeah, because that, that that's what care, makes sense. Definitely care about partners. Well, you see, they were out of medium cups, and so out of the interest of safety, we decided to fire all of those unionized workers. Definitely not going to take two years for all of these uh, NLRB lawsuits to go through, and by that point, there will be no momentum for the Starbucks workers. So, you know, success, another successful union busting. Congrats to everyone. Yes. Now let, let's start off. I don't know, like a, a DSA union shop where like half the workers end up canceling each other within three months of starting. Can we do that? I'll act. Wait. Speaking of the DSA, uh, the YDSA convention was here in Minneapolis. Oh my god! A Artemis. couple days ago, and I guarantee you, half that convention walked out either hating each other or actively in a polycule. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> I'm so happy for you and your youth and the sense of camaraderie that you feel. Um, it, it's it's very heartwarming and it's also really great. But maybe some days, uh, once all of you dirty college socialists get a real job, you'll find out what life is like, like in Japan, where uh, to 
try and solve the overworked employee problem in Japan. They are now having everyone sleep upright in a quote-unquote nap box in the office that looks exactly like a coffin. You know, that thing that they can lock and then just shoot you out of and into the ocean whenever <laughs> you get fired. Um, I think they're just prepping us for the long sleep that we're going to do in our big space pods that will orbit the Earth. Oh, my God. Or the long cryo sleep they're going to lock us in to see who will survive climate change and who won't. (laughs) It really does seem like the designer was like, so I saw on Twitter how people were talking about, I will not live in the pod. Well, what if I made the pod? Huh? What if I made the pod a real thing? We made the the, uh, poverty housing machine from... (laughs) We made the, the the depression box from the hit book. Don't build the depression box. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I mean, like it's amazing to think the things that the company will do instead of giving people nine to five. It's the same thing, like with Starbucks. It's insane to think the things that they'll do instead of just letting a union exist to protect workers' rights. Like it's it's just gross examples of uh, companies fucking people over. Yeah, one of the things, and 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 I know Japan is like super con- like conservative, and has a just little a little less conservative of... now than they were like two weeks ago. But you know, well, <laughs> <laughs> they are, to my knowledge, exactly one less asshole conservative, one than were... less conservative points. <laughs> uh, overlong <laughs> office hours are famously an issue among employees in Japan. So it's like like they're pitching it as like Japanese people work so hard. They work so hard. Has this happened to you? Shows a guy committing suicide due to being overworked. Overlong office hours are famously an issue among employees in Japan. Like, are is your are your hourly wages not enough, or do you need to just like implement a policy that would make more sense to just implement a policy that's like after eight hours, you can no longer work. You're automatically signed out of your desktop. Go the fuck home get into the pod go (laughs) you are no longer allowed here it's like bank teller tubes that just shoot you off at the end of the day (laughs) they put you into the ball buster pod (laughs) speaking of busting balls uh, the first the first transgender military training instructor, uh, I'm reading that as drill sergeant for my own personal amusement, uh, was hey, announced. <laughs> was announced. <laughs> was announced recently. Uh, the instructor in question, Brandon Rodriguez, had actually been serving as an instructor for almost a decade, but had only come out in 2017. For some reason, it's coming out now. Uh, very, you know, very proud of him. However, there is some sort of comedic message in, uh, <laughs> yes, sir, before I frag you for <laughs> committing me to a horrible act of <laughs> of war crimes, what are your pronouns? <laughs> I, I just think it's hilarious to me because I remember when I was registering for the selective service not too long ago, that was like a big thing that, well, I guess it was during trump so i couldn't have joined anyway i think it's you know it's so nice that i have been given the opportunity to go and fucking die and to get screamed at by somebody who uh who's gone through the same thing as me look you know like what what if uh sorry go ahead zach we don't like our budget for name tape 
It's not even going to change that much if we add another inch to ensure that pronouns are included. Hot. Okay. Adding an inch. Hot. Okay. Oh. I'm I'm just imagining the fucking uh, military like pin ceremony where the d- dickhead superior officer stick it deliberately sticks the pins into your like flesh mm-hmm. oh, but it, they do that with we do that with a pronoun pin mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's uh, instead of an army pen it's an army peg I, by the way by the way that is i'm saying they should do that that is good that is, an, <laughs> that is a good thing but it is it is comical to think about the u.s military in that way I, i'm it's I'm very just picturing now like joe biden trying to put like the trans flag pin on someone while they're <laughs> making like the ahegao whatever the fuck face uh that was i butchered the oh not all trans people do that the type of trans people who join the military are far worse they're war criminals first trans second i understand uh, like, that's trans like... girls trans girls will be the cutest thing you've ever seen and then say i stand this war criminal huh <laughs> uh, it's a drone strike live twitch stream uh, yeah yeah my transition goal is that actually that one politician in texas <laughs> <laughs> My transition goal is Gibbles. Yeah. My my transition goal is that one Russian politician uh, justifying the invasion of Ukraine. Mm. (laughs) Well, and I I, I sort of wanted to highlight this because it comes at the same time that a survey of the U.S. population uh, found serious concerns about the future of an all-volunteer force. Essentially, they found that uh, going forward, Due to basically every major uh, military recruiter in the country not being able to hit their quota, it is very possible they will not have enough new soldiers going forward. Uh, This was highlighted recently by a number of fun threads of people of like 18 year olds responding to recruiters with fuck you i have been selling crack for the last two years <laughs> and i would prefer to continue doing so <laughs> this is how we get the halo reality right women are forced to give birth uh to children children are then taken in from military programs okay then... to be to be fair in the fictional halo world they didn't make they didn't force any births they just they straight just up clones no, well, yeah, no, no, it's wor- It's slightly worse than that. They stole the 10-year-olds and made a clone of them that was supposed to die so that so that the parents would think they lost a child prematurely when actually their child had been indoctrinated into being a super soldier. If, if that isn't, you know, an allegory for trans rights, I'm not sure what else And is. all I can what say that means is I have no idea. fucked up that i didn't get the chance <laughs> come on it's it's a difference of four years you couldn't have you couldn't have gotten me in there i would have taken all of the horrifying horrifying chemicals and shit hormonifying <laughs> yeah yeah you could have put you could have put like performance enhancing drugs and like the old shit they gave the world war ii soldiers <laughs> into my fucking estrogen shots every day and i'd take that shit i'd yeah, we I do we refine that do, shit down to methamphetamine, okay? I would do PT every day for my trans mask instructor <laughs> instructor. I would uh, <laughs> happily call in cast from my they them pilot. I listen, the future the future of uh infantry based crimes is female, okay? Uh, there's infantry and trans being overlaid over that in a disgusting uh, in poster. Trans-y. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Uh, I love I, that. 
I think uh I think we won't like we're not gonna have we're not gonna have an issue because there is going to be a point where Tricare is better than any healthcare that you can get. That's not true. I I I have Tricare. It's awful. I I'm convinced that we're gonna spiral, and there will be a point like like as prices inflate and like insurance gets worse and worse for like working people there will be a point where tricare is better than like any insurance you can get if you make fifty thousand dollars or less try tricare is really good if you never want to have a consistent uh consistent provider and what you want to do is watch your teeth rot in real time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or pray to god you get uh put in somewhere shitty for like six years Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Well, well, that that sounds great. Again, support our troops, uh, especially support the trans troops, uh, right? And yeah, definitely yeah. you should, uh, if you do, if we do go to conscription, I recommend you conscript me first. I can be trusted with automatic weapons. Uh, I, you should put me in any place against America's enemies. I will absolutely follow orders. <laughs> I will not walk out into the middle of the desert with uh, my rifle and uh, a list of all of our ciphers. I will definitely not. I will definitely not private pile myself. Uh, yeah, I will not. Inf- I will not pull. I will not walk out and just surrender immediately to the Iranian forces <laughs> and ask to be enroll enrolled in the Revolutionary Guard. <laughs> you know they're pretty. They're 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 pretty trans positive in, in the Revolutionary Guard. That sounded like a pretty good deal. Speaking I've, of, I've heard I've heard interesting things about Iranian policies on trans rights. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week's. Episode. You can hear about it in the Patreon. <laughs> Speaking of enrolling in the Revolutionary Guard, if you want more PDG, be sure and enroll in our Patreon. That's the closest that you can get from your living room uh, to being a a Revolutionary Guards person. That that's an excellent plug. Uh, but before people leave, again, we have a very special thing that we need to do here. Uh, oh yes, do, do, we oh, asked, we're at fifty minutes. Oh, we're we're not we're not gonna do it. Fuck, okay, that's that's fine. Uh, we'll get to you later. <laughs> we can cover it in the. Patreon. No, no, we'll, we'll just do it. That's not week. fair. It's, yeah. That's man asked a question. Exactly. Okay. We'll get to your question. You know who you are. Yeah. Thank okay. You for sorry. The voicemail. So... We will throw voicemail and other listener questions in next week. So yes. When we don't have a overly long article that my dumbass decided to read. Yes, hey, yes. you know what? It's important that we let everyone know. Right. Hey, what now, are you, a fucking journalist? It's the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning. Plagiarist. Of... It's Plagiarist the be... first. Podcaster second. <laughs> It's the beginning. It's an art form. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the beginning of season four. We have to go ahead and make our predictions now, so that later on we can reference them when they come true. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, so everyone, please go ahead. Uh, we're about to hop off and jump onto the Patreon. So uh, yeah, please, people, check that out. If uh, you want to be for the listener uh, questions episode that we're going to be doing next week. Please go ahead and ask us either via email at psychicdolphingarage@gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 512-402-2089. Uh, something we also haven't mentioned for the past few episodes, but uh, we do have a Discord. Uh, we do have a, a weekly question.
question roundup. So if that's y'all's preferred method, we are also available for that. That certainly helps out things as we go. Looking forward to next week already. Can't wait for what weird hellscape is going to await us. Uh, in the meantime, please also go ahead and rate us five stars on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, I guess other places too. I don't know. Uh, do y'all rate podcasts on like, I don't know, Stitcher Premium or something like that? I, heart I rate mine plus. on Yelp. <laughs> yeah you ha you go to our personal home addresses and then rate our podcast which we have geotagged there of course <laughs> yes i i enjoy it i can't wait for us to set up like a google map shop at 1601 pennsylvania avenue that that's our <laughs> that's our uh shipping address but um it sounds good uh in the meantime we love you all bye bye bye